Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There is no better group of plants for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with your gardening quandaries. It's a wonderful time of year to get out and see some magnificent gardens and my guest today knows all about that. Shauna Hay is the Press and Marketing Manager for the Royal Botanic Garden in Edinburgh. I'll also be asking Shauna about some of Edinburgh's other delights, including their fire garden, laser garden and the tunnel of light. My thanks to Diego sponsors of this podcast and of course to my producer Charlie Jones Well it was pretty good weather for uh, mid-December last weekend although there's um, been some roughish wind which is a help uh, because it's drying the surface out a bit things were pretty wet and sticky in my own garden and of course, last week I went to Cooling's Garden Centre where we had the Charlton Manor School Choir singing uh, their Christmas music to an audience of the elderly. Boy, that was great fun. They sang their hearts out. Um, I hope at the tail end of uh, this podcast we can just give you a sample of uh, what they sounded like. We've done this once before, uh, and every child has a small 7 centimetre pot poinsettia to take home. Now, if you stop and think about it, 7 centimetres is a pretty small pot. Um, And what we suggest they do, and and we demonstrated to the choir of 29 of them, that you just very gently take the plant out of the pot and you have a 4-inch or so length of wool and you shape it in a U and thread the two ends through holes in the bottom of the pot so that there's just a little U-shaped loop sitting at the top and then you pop the poinsettia back in. The pot then goes into um, a pot cover, a slightly larger pot, and if you use a, a clear plastic drinking, we call it cup or uh, glass, with one or two stones on the bottom... That little pot sits on the stones and you just keep a reservoir of water in the base so that the two tails of wool dip down into the water and act as a wick and keep the compost damp. So all the youngsters have to do is to make sure that there's always a little bit of water in the bottom of that pot cover and the plant stays really nice and moist and will be in pretty good health and look pretty good for weeks if it's kept on a nice uh, light position during the daytime. I have my fingers crossed that uh, they got those plants home safely uh, and that they're all being cared for, as Christmas plants need caring at this time of year. Well, I was interested to hear that uh, 
Dob is the garden centre based up in Edinburgh, had uh, increased sales by 2% up to the end of February last year, uh, and they now have 69 centres after buying a group of them from uh, Wyvale, uh, and now are talking about uh, floating on the stock exchange with sales reaching uh, 300 million. Be very interested to see how uh, Dobby's get on in the next year or two. You know, when there are family businesses with garden centres within easy driving distance for the day, they can keep control. But these national garden centre chains uh, um, really are quite difficult to manage when uh, you have some down on the south coast and others right up into Scotland. I read about a new apple called Cosmic Crisp. Uh, It goes on sale in America this week, I think, Uh, uh, remarkably with a £10 million launch. Can you imagine that? Just one variety of apples, uh, and to launch it, they grow enough to uh, sustain a £10 million launch. Fruit growers in Washington State, who produce two-thirds of uh, all the apples uh, produced in America, have cross-bred this new introduction, from a variety called Honey Crisp, introduced in 1991. I think it's one of Steve Bradley's favourite apples, and it certainly uh, is sweet uh, and crisp. If I remember correctly, Honey Crisp was one parent, and Enterprise the other one for the new Cosmic Crisp introduction, with Enterprise used because it has disease resistance and a deep red colour. Cosmic Crisp, so named because it has a glossy, burgundy skin, really dark red, flecked with yellow star-like spots. Uh, This latest introduction is said to stay fresh for a year in cold storage. So, uh, one variety that uh, can be stored in cold store and eaten year-round be very interesting to see whether it comes here or not. Uh, Reading notes from Trevor Pfeiffer in Garden Trade News, uh, he reports uh, that customers are voting for Christmas with their feet on garden centres and sales are just going out through the roof on previous years. All looks good for our gardening trade. I was at um, a local horticultural society speaking about houseplants this week And it was interesting. Uh, Questions came thick, fast and furious. One, for example, about whether it was still necessary to use crocs in flowerpots. I mean, traditionally, we always had a few pieces of broken terracotta in the base of uh, terracotta flowerpots. That's really all gone by the by now. With plastic pots that are flat with a series of holes in the base... Crocs are no longer necessary. In fact, they're a disadvantage because they take up space that could otherwise be occupied by compost and give the houseplants a bit more root run. There is one case when I still use a croc. If I've got a terracotta pot, you know, a clay pot, with just one hole in the base, in the centre, and I'm using one of the soil-based John Innes composts, then I will have a, a curved piece of broken piece of flower pot that just goes over that hole. Because otherwise, uh, if the Johninus has a bit of really heavy soil, clayish sort of soil, 
it can stick in that hole and block it, and then the pot gets waterlogged. Another of the questions was that why do we put cuttings around the edge of a pot when we're trying to root them? And that again comes from tradition. When we were using clay terracotta pots, they would breathe, you know, air would pass through the terracotta. And of course, when cuttings are rooting, they don't only need moisture, they also need some air. And if you put the cuttings around the edge of a terracotta pot, then they will have just that little bit more air. Quite honestly, uh, a lot of my cuttings are rooted in little square black plastic pots. I suppose it would be about two inches square. They are really very small pots, and I can get nine cuttings in rows in that little pot. And the centre one seems to root just as well as the one around the outside, Uh, But that's probably because the compost I use has some perlite in it, which is quite open and and holds quite a lot of air. I did give the tip, as I've done many times before, that if you're rooting cuttings on a windowsill, then from uh, late March round to October, they need to be enclosed in a white polythene pot on a very bright sunny windowsill, because the white polythene just shades the cuttings a bit from very strong sunlight. But from October round to March, when you need all the light possible and there's not really enough coming through uh, windows, particularly if they're double glazed, and so then we use clear plastic to root the cuttings. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Our guest today is Shauna Hay, who's press and marketing manager for the Royal Botanic Garden in Edinburgh. Now, I have to admit it's some time since uh, I was in the Edinburgh Botanic Garden, and at that time, I think, with American TV cameras, and I do remember a very beautiful hedge, a long herbaceous border, palm house, and standing up on the rock garden, looking right across to the city. Uh, Shauna, are all of those things still in place up in Edinburgh? All the key features, the rock garden, the palm house, the herbaceous border, remain elements that we pride to make them look at their best for visitors at whatever time of year they come. So they change constantly as any garden changes. If you go to Edinburgh, you have to make that. It's quite a close um, garden isn't it if you know you're not very far from the main uh, streets of Edinburgh. Edinburgh is a small- 
small city. We're a mile from the city centre. You can walk it in maybe 15, 20 minutes or take public transport. And then we're a compact site when you reach us, 70 acres. Which is amazing, isn't it? That that's that size and so much to see so close to the city. But before I forget, and, and I'm quite interested to hear, you've got a lot uh, for visitors uh, running up to Christmas. I mean, if, uh, uh, if I read things correctly, you've got a tunnel of light, you've got a fire garden and a laser garden. I mean, what's that to do with uh, botanics? Christmas at the botanics is all about reaching out to new audiences, to encouraging people who perhaps think they aren't interested in gardens or the environment. It also plays a very important part in our fundraising efforts. On the run-up to 2020, when we're 350 years old, the work that we undertake in more than 35 countries around the world has never been more important, so we really need to reach out to the public. And so can you describe what's involved with uh, your tonne of light uh, and, and fire garden? I mean, what will we see? Visitors to Royal Botanic Garden Edinburgh during December will be welcomed to a mile-long trail of twinkling lights. The Cathedral of Light alone um, has more than 100,000 lights in it. We have a a scented fire garden. The Victorian temperate palm house comes to life with light and music. And then it culminates on Inverleith House lawn with a beautiful musical light display looking out over the city towards the castle and down the Royal Mile. And so you're outside to see that last... Is Is that the laser display? The laser garden is by Inverleith House, yes. That's a new feature too. It's quite exciting, up at the top of the hill. And what do you see then? The laser garden is points of shining purple, pinks, green lights, creating a a dazzling effect as you walk through them. It's quite magical. Yeah, amazing. It's, it's difficult with just uh, describing in words what you're presenting in three dimensions, but it uh, really uh, interests and excites me. And how different to the way botanical gardens used to be? I think botanical gardens now and, you know, in years to come have to increase their outreach. The work, the conservation and research work we're doing is so important in the face of climate change and habitat loss that botanic gardens generally really have to rethink what they do, not necessarily change the fundamental aspects of our taxonomic research or horticultural conservation, just think of new ways to attract a wider public. And, and do, does your work involve the other areas that uh, Edinburgh Botanics has at uh, Benmore, Logan and Dayak? We have three very special regional gardens, all with their own microclimates. The first accession was Benmore, which was gifted to the nation in 1929 
and there's a magnificent mountainside garden is host to one of the biggest collections of wild origin rhododendrons in the world outside China and is also home to most of our Chilean plantings. Then we have Logan Botanic Garden down the southwest tip of Scotland. It's from the Gulf Stream and grows plants outdoors that really shouldn't grow outdoors that far north. And our final accession is Doig in the Scottish Borders, which is home to Nepalese plantings. Of our four gardens, it has the warmest summers and the coldest, snowiest winters. So every garden is very important to the living collection and to the visitors who go to visit them. Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing climate range that you're able to use. I think it was Benmore that I went to that had a, a grotto with... And do you have a fern house? Is my memory correct with that? Your memory is absolutely spot on. We re- renovated our Victorian fernery 10 years ago. Uh, it's absolutely unique. It's the only fernery you will find anywhere growing on the cleft of a rock and has some astonishing specimens in there, as well as a very sweet grotto. Yeah, and, and, and ferns really back in fashion now, so you're right on the ball with that. We do our best. <laughs> uh, let, let's hope that Victorian tetramania won't return. They won't be pulling them out of the hillsides again. <laughs> Obviously, if you go onto the website, you can pick opening times and uh, costs to get in and that kind of thing. With the Edinburgh Light Festival that you've got at present, what's the situation there? What does it cost? Costs vary depending on the size of group and children, for example, under three grow free, but the basic price is about £14. It, it varies depending on the day of the week and how close it is to Christmas and New Year. But all the prices are up there on the website. And do you have a friends, a sort of membership? Can you join Edinburgh Botanic Garden in some way? Absolutely. If you join the four gardens, um, you get free membership, magazines, various members' events throughout the year. And in fact, next year for our two for our three hundred and fiftieth anniversary, we'll be welcoming friends internationally from other gardens to come and celebrate the occasion, including Oxford. Britain's oldest botanic garden and very good friends about it. Well, if you're 350 years, that's pretty well old enough, isn't it? Goodness, what a history. Yeah, We'll have a party. <laughs> Are the Scots good at having parties? <laughs> we like to try. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if um, some of our listeners have to travel, when would be the best time to come up? I mean, you mentioned that at Benmore there's the... Uh, uh, enormous collection of rhododendrons. When are good times to go to your gardens? There is something very special to see in all of the gardens at any time of the year. At the moment, many of the trees are bare of leaves, but you can see their amazing structures and bark effects that can be hidden 
at other times of the year. We have magnificent alpines to be seen in Edinburgh. Again, the, the rock garden and the alpine houses vary throughout the year. You mentioned Ben Moore's rhododendrons. They are excellent from March till the end of June, as are, in fact, Doics and Logans. And Edinburgh has some... We, we're very big in rhododendrons in all four gardens, it has to be said. Or come and see the Mechanopsis in June. Oh, don't. Don't, yes. Every time, every time I see them, and, and I think most other sensible gardeners... Once they see the blue of those mechanopsis, they have to have a go. But down where I live in Essex, with that very low rainfall, boy, it's uphill. And you tempt us beyond our abilities, I'm afraid. But they're fantastic, aren't they? Self-seeding, presumably, with you. And the most glorious blue colour. They are stunning, and you're right, we just happen to have the conditions that make all the difference. What a wonderful wealth for gardeners and and sadly just rather too far for some of us but we need to make the effort Shona it's uh, very good to have chatted to you thank you very much for all of this information Uh, the website what is it that we need to log on to www.rbge.org.uk I hope to be up there in the next 12 months I wish you a very successful run-up to Christmas and New Year. Thank you. Do come and visit us during our 350s. We'd love to see you. My thought for the day really was prompted by a card that I received recently. Uh, There's a very nice picture uh, of a lady in a frock dress, uh, pretty tightly dressed, really, hoeing a row of brassicas. uh, And the card is from the National Portrait Gallery and it says uh, above this very nice picture gardening is cheaper than therapy and you get tomatoes so that's our message for the week perhaps gardening, good therapy and you actually get something from your labours My thanks to Hayloft sponsors of this podcast and thanks to you for listening enjoy your garden we'll be back next thursday discover more at sungardening.co.uk are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.